a special mini-sode. Is this going to be Patreon, or is this going to be on the feed? It'll be uh, Patreon for uh, at least a week. Cool. I think we owe it to y'all, because uh, last couple weeks we haven't been getting the early access up. Because, well, we're... Yeah. We've got a lot going. So yeah, we both saw the Peanuts movie. The uh, first appearance of the uh, Peanuts characters on the big screen since May 1980, actually. Really? What was yeah. What was the last film? Uh, bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back. <laughs> well, he did. This is the uh, fifth time that the characters have shown up on the big screen, and uh, before we get into our thoughts on um, this newest incarnation... Uh, have you seen any of the previous films? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna guess you have. Oh yeah, I was big on Snoopy Come Home when I was little. Yeah, Snoopy Come Home, oh, it's the most soul-searing movie. It is. I, I ran that tape ragged like it finally broke. <laughs> yeah, that was such a depressing film. A Boy Named Charlie Brown was wonderful. Uh, the movies are kind of divided almost into two separate uh, phases because there's the first two which are really good and really strong then there's about a five-year gap and you have the next two which are okay but really honestly they're kind of closer to what I feared this movie was gonna be yeah they're not as strong um, and that really says something when you consider that uh, all four movies were written by one Charles M Schultz so yeah which uh, is interesting but yeah, I mean, because the, the the latter two movies are more like epic scale, bigger stakes, uh, which is kind of weird for Peanuts. At one point, an adult even shows up in one of them. Oh yeah, there's there's a uh, there's a special. What is it? The Super Bowl one. Yeah. An adult shows up in that one too. It's kind of weird. It's it's strange. Um, only be, only out only out of necessity because you know the football announcer is an adult. So yeah. I will say that, of course, I watched the specials growing up. I, I watched probably all of them, but I can't be sure. Uh, they range from the really great to the really not. Um, I had a tape of uh, Happy New Year, Charlie Brown, actually. Be careful about showing Snoopy Come Home to your kids. It's so depressing. I saw it when I was my niece's age, so I mean... It's hard. It's a hard ride, though. Um, oh, God. Uh, and, of course, there's the animated specials, um, which... I've seen most of. I haven't seen the more recent ones. Probably should, though. Uh, you know, there's a long tradition of these characters in animation. Um, this is, of course, um, yet another uh, beloved property coming up to the big screen, a la Garfield, or nobody has Marmaduke as a beloved comic strip property, let's be honest. No, no. Our, our point is this one mattered in childhood. Yeah, for a lot of childhoods. Like, this is a comic strip that ran for 50 years. I'm not sure if they finished releasing the complete Peanuts yet. They have not. Um, I've actually got one of the most recent... The most recent volume is actually in my hands right now because I'm about to sit down and read it when I get done with this. Where are they up to? Uh, they're up to 93, 94. Oh, that's not bad. That's closing in. Maybe a little bit sooner, but the thing about it is they still have to get up to at least 2002. Yeah, I mean, they, they started releasing the complete Peanuts when I was in high school. Yeah, so they've got a long ways to go yet. Um, uh, for those who don't know, there is kind of a beautiful thing about the strip. The day that the, the morning that the last strip ran, and it was Snoopy uh, yeah. sitting at his, key, at, at his typewriter addressing the reader, and it's a, a letter from Charles Schultz thanking us all for having had the experience. 
the and morning he died that morning. He died that morning. Charles Schultz died with his work. Charles Schultz was the only person ever to draw or write peanuts. He never had, uh, nobody else ever did it for him. He often said that, you know, when he was asked about it, he's like, well, I mean, I, this is what I love to do. I'm not going to hand it off to somebody else. Schultz really loved what he did, and it showed up. Peanuts, I'll say this, have you gone back and tried to read Garfield strips lately? Yes, I have, and let me tell you, you kind of need uh, stuff like Garfield minus Garfield to appreciate it. Because, uh, they're kind of lame. Yeah, I'm going to commit heresy. Even when Garfield was quote-unquote good, it wasn't that good. No. And that's something that you realize really. as an adult. I think the problem that our generation has with Garfield is that we had the uh, Garfield and Friends, which is awesome. Garfield and Friends yeah. is awesome. But that's because it came from Mark Evanier, who was, who was a genius. Um, and who is one of the most underrated talents in... Uh, this world and he was an actual genius he actually was brilliant and had some great ideas peanuts however holds up i in preparation for the movie i sat down and read some collections of the strip and i'm going to continue to do so for a bit yet peanuts holds up peanuts is it's fun it has a there's a particularly bizarre bent to it a very adult look at things and sometimes it would look at some adult issues um Censorship came up in one uh, thread that I was reading, and it came up really yeah. well written. Um, I love Peanuts. You know, getting into the movie a little bit, I remember uh, my dad telling me that back in the day, 60s or 70s, uh, he, introduced, uh, he introduced Franklin into the strip, and people tried to see some sort of commentary in that, and, you know, the they would ask him about and he would just be like i just he's just there he's just in the strip <laughs> yeah it's there's nothing to be said it's just hey you know we're adding a character who's there yeah we're adding a character he happens to be you know he happens to be black and no big deal yeah no big deal and i did notice uh i don't know if you noticed in the movie there are a fair number of background characters who are characters of color yeah yeah which is, is nice and, and very much goes with how schultz thought uh, schultz yeah had a very open-minded view it's funny it's always the things that look innocent that turn out to be the ones that are the most progressive uh archie has the long history of this of course of course they've stopped being quiet about it they've started being like you know what we're gonna really we're gonna make sure that you all understand we're going hard on this. Don't think we're safe. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this material. Uh, Mr. Rogers also had the same attitude. Well, I noted yesterday in that uh, post that there, there was a simple reason for it. That's what he was raised up around. His parents were uh, social progressives um, and uh, often took in black foster children. So for him, the idea of prejudice was despicable. Yeah, for those who are wondering, look up Mr. Rogers' story and find out that sometimes the people you look up to are the people that actually are the people you they actually are that way um fred rogers was the man you thought he was but we've gotten a nice amount off uh off track here um but the thing about it is peanuts deserves to stop and really pay them pay respect to how unique it was it was a strip that depicts children talking like adults and not in the sense of being vulgar and crass but in the sense of having that maturity a lot of the humor comes from the fact that these are very mature characters who are also still children, and the contrast there. 
Yeah, and dealing with stuff like anxiety and depression and, you know, which is stuff that children also deal with. It, it talked to children, not down to them, not above them, but to them. And it holds up. Peanuts is classic. Um, so, Hollywood has come knocking and we've got uh, a movie a version now. How did they do? They did really well. Let me tell you. This movie is... It comes from Blue Sky Animation, which has a weird fluke in that every time they do an original movie, it's the most boring, uninteresting, unremarkable thing on Earth. The Rio films... My God, the first Rio is the most utterly... Yeah, Daisy, if you're listening, you can remember. We just walked out of that one, not even reacting to it. Rio, um... You've got, um... You know... Ice Age. Ice Age, which... The first Ice Age is fine, but I have not kept up with the franchise um and then of course you but then they'll do adapt oh you know what i take that back they did epic and i actually really loved epic uh maybe loved is a little too strong of a word but i really enjoyed epic epic was fine but oh wait epic was but epic was an adaptation which is only proving my point epic was adapted from the ideas of uh, william joyce when they do adaptations like this or horton hears a who or as I said, Epic falls into that category, too. They make really good films. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. Because uh, Horton Hears a Who, for those who haven't seen it, is actually kind of wonderful. Yeah, that's what I That's what I keep hearing. I need to see it. It's the Dr. Seuss movie that he actually deserved. It's it's actually quite good. I, I really loved uh, Horton Hears a Who. I highly recommend that one. So you've got these films that are out there. Um, and now Blue Sky has taken on Peanuts, and they've done it working intimately with the Schultz family. The film's uh, writers are uh, Schultz's son and Schultz's son's son and uh, his uh, and the grandson's writing partner. So this is a movie that is... The writers, they're not doing this to homage material they loved. They're doing this to homage a person that they uh, knew and loved. Um, you have a certain obligation to do right by your father slash grandfather. And man... This movie is... I don't know if it's quite as good as A Boy Named Charlie Brown, though it does have some major pluses over that film. This is top tier, though. This is... If you're a Peanuts fan, this movie is a love letter to Peanuts. Oh, yeah. Very very hard. Virtually every line in the film is in some way a reference back to something from the specials. Virtually every scene of the movie contain every scene of the movie contains at least three to four references from stuff from the past. It's not distracting at all because that's just what that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It is there, and everything gets referenced. If there's something you're waiting to get referenced, you'll get it. It'll get referenced. Uh, did you notice the teacher's name? I forgot. It's the one from the comic strip. That's just how much they paid attention, which that's an easy detail, but it would be easy for them to overlook. This is a movie that just, it has the simplest of plots, too. Let's be clear on that. Ryan spent a lot of time dealing with plot because the plot is very simple. Charlie Brown tries to uh, work up the courage to speak to the little red-haired girl. And to do so, he tries to do things that he thinks will be impressive. And they all wind up going wrong. They all wind up going very wrong. Yeah. Every single one of them. Everything he does just doesn't work. Because he's Charlie Brown. Let's face it, we don't want to see a movie where things work out for him. In the process of doing so, he of course makes his usual stops. Um, 
he shows up at the uh, psychiatrist's booth to talk to Lucy, who is once more demanding her nickels. We get a quick baseball scene, even though it's the dead of winter. We get a quick baseball scene. <laughs> the kite-eating tree shows up several times. <laughs> yes, it does. That's one of the uh, that's one of the set pieces of the plot, actually. It is. We we get everything. And for the for those who are wondering, there will be one thing in the movie. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but there's going to be one thing that you're going to be going. Wait, why is this not in here? Something that is so iconic and so has to be in a Peanuts movie, and you'll get irritated to notice it's not in there. Stay through the credits. Stay through the credits. It's there. That's all I'm going to say. There are three. There are three. Three post-credit sequences. I only saw two, so um, he saw three. So um, yeah, I saw. I saw all three. Uh, the the kids in the movie, by the way, are all voiced by real kids, as is tradition. They all do fine. Yeah, they do fine. I had only one minor, 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 so very minor nitpick, which is the peppermint patty wasn't quite there. But no, it's but okay. She- yeah, but I mean, she was she did fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did she did fine. It was just that it's not quite what you're expecting. Her voice isn't quite low enough. Right, exactly. But that's fine. They maybe maybe they didn't find a kid. Um, yeah. The but it's okay. <laughs> the, the 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 kids in it all do fine. It's nice that they do sound like real kids. But of course, the movie does have uh, inevitably its uh, own version of the Minions. Uh, I noticed this in the trailers before this movie. Every movie like this has its version of the Minions. A character that you can easily merchandise, that you can easily sell the movie on, almost always extremely supporting, almost always you could take them out of the movie and it wouldn't matter. Guys, Peanuts has one too. That's something that we do did have to expect. Peanuts has its own version of it. The good news? It's Snoopy! Yeah, Snoopy and Woodstock. Snoopy and Woodstock fill that role because they've always filled that role. They're the originals. Everybody else is the pretender to the throne. Snoopy and Woodstock are wonderful in the film. Um, their voices, by the way, are uh, Bill Melendez's work from the uh, animated specials and previous movies, looped. Yeah, all kind of cobbled together in editing to make a uh, performance, which it's seamless. You would never, ever know. No. You just you just sit there and listen to it and go, yeah, this is, this is perfect. And, and Snoopy acts exactly as he always has. I mean... This is just vintage Snoopy. Nobody, none of the characters act out of character. That's what's nice about it. Um, if you're expecting them to act one way, they do, and it's fun. It's it's nice to see. Um, I really got a kick out of seeing um, how everybody was handled. Uh, but yeah, Snoopy gets some great stuff. Snoopy does start working on his novel in this movie. We get to see him sitting down. Uh, no prizes for guessing what the first words of the novel are. As I said, this movie is so fan service heavy, but I loved it because it's peanuts. I'm okay with that. There is a fair bit of um, 2D, like the 2D animation worked in. Yeah, that's one thing we should talk about is how they did the animation for this movie because it's really kind of gorgeous, actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what type of process they used to make the models, but. Uh, it's like they're simultaneous, simultaneously 3D models, but they look exactly like the drawings, mm-hmm. every frame. Yeah. And they're and they're animated exactly like they would be in 2D. Yeah, Snoopy at one point, uh, 
Snoopy's eyes especially are just very classically. Like when he gets angry or stressed, you just, uh, it's perfect. And it's beautiful color scheme too. This is a very bright movie. Which actually makes it an I ideal 3D choice, weirdly enough. Yeah, the 3D was great. It has wonderful 3D. Because it's snowing throughout most of the movie, you do have a lot of stuff in your face. I mean, you, you have a lot of snow. Yeah, it's not it's not distracting, though. It's not distracting, it's just immersive. And as I said, it's, it's a beautiful-looking film. And so I, I would say, yeah, give... Um, Give the upcharge for pay the upcharge and see it in 3D. Um, yeah, it's worth it. I actually had to choose between seeing it in 3D or seeing uh, Spectre, and I'm just I ultimately chose to do the upcharge. I just haven't been feeling Spectre. So, so yeah. But I this movie is this is a light movie. This is a minor film. This isn't this this isn't a serious hardcore film. This is just a light, fluffy little film. And I really do cherish that. I really do cherish that they stepped in and did that that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it would not have worked as a bigger film. Like, if you look at the credits, if you look at the music credits in particular, you'll go, yeah, that's 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 about right. That's what music credits on a Peant's film should look like. Uh, but there are a few, like, little pop songs thrown in, but they're not off-putting or out of place you know they're they're just kind of they're there yeah it's it's just a, a nice little film and i will say this i worry that maybe kids today aren't gonna quite get that that does kind of worry me that i think kids might not be prepared for such a light film in light of because the trailers that we had before this movie were pretty much all cacophonous they were, yeah, they were, like, action-packed, and, like, I mean, it looked, it still looked right, but they were, like, yeah. But it was like, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of chaos, and the movie is not that. I mean, it is a, there is a little bit of that. There are action sequences. But they're very much in the tradition of the source material. It, it doesn't feel like, you know, I mean, there was always physical comedy in the strips constantly. Um... But, yeah, but especially, like, and dear God, this movie, compared to some of the animated films that we've got coming out, this movie is so quiet next to them. And I, I'm, I'm glad for that. Um, yeah, we, what is there to say? I just, this is a movie that I really, it's a gem. And one of the nice things is that, contractually, there isn't a sequel coming. Yeah, good. This is the only, this is the only film that needs to be made. This is the this is it. If you're a Peanuts fan, this movie is it's just gold. It's it's a warm, fuzzy hug. Speaking of fuzz, one of the things I did like is that they did use a little bit of the animation to give Snoopy some texture. Yeah, they he's a, did. He's a little bit fuzzy if you look closely, which I I I, uh, I like that. Um, yeah, they did a good job with, uh, like, the skin texture of, you know, it's, like, it's detailed, but not overdone. Yeah. Not, not too realistic. Yeah, it's not, it's not horrifying. This is actually a very, this doesn't feel out of place next to the classic material. Uh, this movie is gonna, this movie's gonna slide in very close, very, very well next to the other stuff. Um, Probably the most noticeable thing is the hair. Like, everybody has pretty realistic hair. But, again, at the same time, yeah, 
I feel like if they had done the animation wrong, they could have gone very uncanny valley. Yeah, they stay they stay on the right edge of that because uh, it it. Yeah, they stay well out of that. Yeah, it's not uncanny valley. It's it's adorable actually, and I just I have such love for this. This is what this is what we wanted it to be, and I'm glad that we're not getting more. I'm glad that we're not getting more, but if you love the material, this is a warm, fuzzy hug, and I recommend for me. I, I highly recommend it for me, so... Go see the Peanuts movie. It is wonderful. If you love Peanuts at all, you will you yep. will love it. And so, yep. So we will talk to y'all next time. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye.